Good evening, everyone. And this is the Mystery Book Discussion Group. And we are here on December 28th to discuss How the Light Gets In by Louise Penny. A very interesting book. Um, very convoluted. I, I really enjoyed it. It, it was it was interesting. Um, anyway, never mind. I won't tell you that. Um, and as I usually do when I start out these book discussions, I say, "Well, did you like the book? Why or why not?" So that's what I'm starting with. This is Kathy Blackburn, and I liked the book. I didn't think I was going to at first. But I figured out that she was doing a lot of scene setting and the characters were wonderful. And I really did end up liking it. And I'm like, okay, why did I wait and read, what is, what is this, the ninth book in the series? Now I need to go back and read the others. Well, I didn't like the first half. I thought it kind of dra got draggy. It got better further on. I'm not sure I want to go back and read the rest of the series. This kind of, you know, that thing kind of, kind of sounded like the climax to the whole series. So I don't know if it'd be worth reading the rest of them. But I did enjoy it once the tempo speeded up. Well, I... Um felt the book was too draggy um, I am about burned out on Three Pines I read one other one and I can't remember which one it was um, but uh, I think <laughs> I think it could have been shortened uh, I, I felt that it it moved too slowly and was too long for what occurred and I probably have some other comments later but uh, uh, I don't think I'll read any more of, of uh, uh, Louise Penny yeah I, I think I agree with with Bob and Marshall I I, I enjoyed the book I, I didn't have a hard time finishing it I did feel like it did drag during parts of it I, I like the main character I like Armand Ganache and this is the first one I've ever read of, of, of Louise Penny stuff she's obviously a good writer uh, I had a hard time with the, uh, uh, I don't know, you know I, I get to be too literal at times, but the whole thing, the whole falling out between between Ganache and his his former right-hand man, I guess, that the, 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 the other uh, policeman that, that loved his daughter, it, it just seemed like, that was just there just to create tension and stuff and they should have been able to talk through what had actually happened and 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 they shouldn't have been or or the son uh, the the potential son-in-law shouldn't have been mad at him i uh, i had a hard time with that i never never could quite understand why that was but you know uh, other than that uh, i enjoyed it my favorite part of the book w was in the acknowledgments when she was thanking leonard cohen for letting her use the quote in, from the title of the book and without charging, so I thought I thought that was one of the nicest things anybody's done. So I, I, I was very impressed by that. I'm, I was glad she shared that in the acknowledgments. Well, 
I have to admit that I didn't read very much of the book. Um, time kind of sort of ran out. I started it. I started it about three or four times, and I could fall asleep. <laughs> and I just, I just wasn't interested. I knew it was going to have to do with something with the Quince, um, similar to the Dion Quintuplets, and I, I was looking forward to getting to that part, but somehow other books kind of came my way, and I started reading them, and kind of, uh, well, I didn't like it. I didn't like her writing. Um, maybe I'll go back to it. It seemed like it was draggy. Um, so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing both the game and the the, uh, you know, and, and they're in the background yelling, so I don't know what happened. But um, I thought it was an awfully cheap shot to take the Dion quintuplets and mirror their lives almost completely. They were born in 1934. The first one died when she was 20. Yes, it was of an epileptic seizure. Uh, she didn't fall down the stairs, but she was 20. And the next one died when she was 35. I mean, everything... The life that the Quints were supposed to have had was the life the uh, the Dion Quintuplets had, and I just thought that was cheap. I thought that was using someone. And one, two of the Quints are, are still alive, and I think that's crappy. Well, interesting comments. Okay. I did read the whole book, and I'll come back to the comments on the Dion Quintuplets. Um, but um, I have read some of Louise Penny uh, Louise Penny's stuff before, and I found them very good. I like them because, well, naturally I like them because you know it's a, it's a regional, and so I like regionals, as you all know. And I found the characters very interesting. I found the the, the Three Pines characters extremely interesting. Um, you know, Ruth and the the uh, the guys who run the the um, the what do you call it? The little diner, whatever, the cafe. Um, I thought they were great. Um, and I guess if you hadn't read any of of Louise Penny before, it might have seemed long. I, I didn't get that feeling from this, though, which is funny because I usually have a terrible time if books drag, but I, I didn't feel that at all. Um, as far as why she put in the whole bit about the, uh, about, um, oh, God, what's his name? The, the police lieutenant, um, Jean, I think his name was Jean, but anyway, um, that was because the um, the 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 guys that that were evil were playing upon his weaknesses, and you know um, they were they were um, actually 
manipulating him psychologically. Or I guess that's the right word. They were brainwashing him, really. And they and the whole bit about the the romance and you know going sour and so forth that was all manipulated by the um the superintendent and his cronies um to keep the guy thinking uh against the uh, against gamash and um I thought it was very neat that at the end uh, he discovers, you know, what what's going to go on, and he pulls in all of his people from all over the police department, and you find out that he has been all this time keeping tabs on these people and they on him, and that there's been this whole underground thing going on, and you know he just pulls in everybody and and. Um, wraps things up but um, as far as the quints go there is a whole thing at the end um, at the very end of the book that where she explains why she chose to use the the quint the the Dion quintuplets as a template for what she was doing and now she doesn't say a template but you know um, and she says in there that um, although there are remote similarities to the Dion quintuplets, um, that her quintuplets are not them and were never meant to be them. And so, um, you know, I, I kind of read that and I thought, hmm. And one interesting piece of trivia I will tell you is that I have here in my closet that were my mother's the Dion quintuplet dolls and um, they're just perfect they're all you know they all have the same little dresses and all this stuff and they're they're just beautiful and I keep thinking I ought to get them appraised and I haven't done a darn thing about it but anyway that's your trivia bit for today um, all right, what about characters? I know you've mentioned some, but what about characters? And I'll, I'll, let, the, uh, I'll let you go on with the discussion here. Well, I haven't actually said anything yet, so I'll, I will say that I am enjoying the book, but I'm only about halfway through it. And for the life of me, I'm not sure why. I have been reading like crazy for the last month and started this book early, but got interrupted from it and just never seem to be able to get back into it long enough. My only excuse is it's on my iPhone, and the battery on my iPhone isn't the best, so I tend to be a little bit reluctant to burn it up all day or something. But anyway, I am enjoying the book, although um, I have a little bit of mixed feelings about this series in particular. Um, like you, Anne, I think some of the characters are fabulous. I love Ganache. I love the whole culture of that he has created with the police. And I really enjoy a lot of the people from the little town of Three Pines. And having said that, there's something about these books that make me 
reluctant to read another one almost every time, but I am enjoying this one. Um, I agree with you. The characters are just amazing, and uh, she does such a fabulous job of that. And I really also think she has this kind of interesting, leisurely way that she presents stuff. And and like somebody mentioned, I'm assuming that about right now is when it's starting to pick up because it does seem to be picking up pace as I'm reading it. But um, but there's something kind of enjoyable about that leisurely uh, pace. And yet, when it all gets done and I've read the book, I don't think, oh, wow, I want to go read another one of these. I didn't get a chance to <laughs> before Anne came on to comment in the first place um, I found this book overly complicated and and I didn't think it needed to be I, th I think she was just trying to do too, too many different things uh, in one book and uh, I forget now who said it but I agree that it it certainly made you feel that there wasn't very much left you know just some loose ends on the, on the next book thank goodness because I'm me I had read the first book in the series, um, and I'm awfully glad I did because I think I liked the uh, how the life like got in better, much better because I'd read the first book. And as a matter of fact, I'd actually even started on the second book, and as soon as I finished um, how the light got in, I, I read the second book and. Frankly, I wondered why, why, as a group, we didn't read that book uh, as, as the choice. Um, partly because it was winter and it was Christmas, and, you know, I just thought that would have been the ideal book to read. So if anyone would like to comment about that, I'd like to know if there was a reason behind that. I... Um I was wondering about some loose ends. Uh, the, I thought the characters were done very well. Um, uh, the ones I remember, anyway, you know, it was rather convoluted, I think, with a lot of people. But I'm wondering uh, if uh, she didn't quite tie up loose ends or I missed something. I mean, she wrote a, uh, or Gamache in a letter uh, explained to Myrna uh, who killed Constance. And the first of the, uh, quad, uh, of the uh, quintuplets as well. Um, and uh, after doing much research and thinking and figuring it out, he came up with Andre uh, Pinot, actually the Quint's brother. But as far uh, and and uh, they had a long discussion in the bookstore about uh, this, and um, uh, it was in this letter that. Uh, uh, that Gamache gave to her and uh, she read that he figured it was Andre but as far as I know he never got arrested for it so are we to assume that he got away with two murders? Well, you know, it just shows me that for me at least that I have to read 
the books in a series in order. Um, and lots of times somebody will say, you can read a book without having read the other books in the series. And time and time again, I realize I can't because I don't know these people. And suddenly, here I am in this Three Pines place, and it seems like people know each other and have been, have been living there and everything. And I'm just an intruder or a stranger or something because I don't know them. And um, I just have to realize that, at least for me, I've got to read one after another after another. And I knew that when I was a kid. And the Mary Poppins books were out. And my mother and I went to the library to get them because they weren't in Braille uh, yet. And the librarian said, uh, well, there were four books or whatever it was. I don't remember now. Three books or whatever in the series. And um, I said, I know I want to read the first, then the second, then the third. Didn't want to skip anything, and I've always been like that. So that's uh, how I feel about it. Yeah, Bob, I, I agree with you. That they they left that kind of dangling, and I, I thought it was kind of odd too. That I mean, I know you can have an uncle that can be young or relative to uh, the respective nieces and nephews, but I thought it was kind of funny because Constance was seventy-seven at the beginning when she died, and they were referring to this this uncle, and he was like about that age or younger I, I'm not sure they ever told us and I kept thinking hmm that that, that doesn't seem to compute exactly right but uh, uh, that, they, they never really did did tie all that down I don't think they kind of left that dangling you're right and uh, I, I mean I, I like the characters I, I liked a lot of the characters in Three Pines like others have said that, that there were quite a few of them I liked the two gay, the two gay guys that ran the, the bistro and I think maybe the, the bed and breakfast and uh, uh and Cantankerous Ruth was, was, was entertaining because uh, she had a lot of funny things to say. And you had to love the duck. And I, I loved uh, Henri the dog. Uh, uh, he kind of got uh, short into things. He, uh, he apparently wasn't real bright, but I liked the dog chasing the snowballs and stuff. But uh, uh, And then I also liked uh, uh, Gamache's, uh, uh, that, that female detective that, that, that worked with him. Maybe her name was Isabel. I'm not sure. And the other female that w that was the computer expert, I, I kind of liked her too. So, the, the, there were several c good characters, and they were they were portrayed very well. I thought. Yeah, there's a whole book about um, the computer expert and how he how he rescues her and and uh, you know gets her a job in the police department and all that. I did read that one, and um, yeah, Isabel Lacoste. Isabel Lacoste is who you mean, um, but yeah, I I I have to say I I agree there with uh, with all the characters and 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 um, and stuff and and um, I was gonna say something and it's totally gone out of my mind. Oh, I know, you wanted to know how you could have an uncle who was the same age as the various nieces and nephews. And it's very possible. In fact, um, I'm an illustration. My Aunt Jane, 
okay, who was, who was my father's sister, was 15 years older than he. And she got married very early, at, say, age 18, and had four daughters in quick succession. You know, bing, 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 bing. And then, um, and so by the time my father was, say, five years old, he had nieces who were, um, you know, were about his same age, you know, if not, you know, younger than he, well, they were younger than he, but not by very much. And my cousins, my Aunt Jane's daughters, are, well, they're kind of between me and my parents. Um, the younger of the, the four daughters is about maybe two years or three years older than me. And so um, this is not unusual at all. Um, in fact, my cousin Linda has a an aunt who is one year younger than she is. And that's just simply because the way the families work. And it usually happens because, uh, you know, a mother or a father um, has either two families, you know, and the younger ones are stepkids, or, uh, you know, they have a, a bunch of kids early, and then there's an afterthought that comes like 10 or 15 years later. You know, it's not unusual at all. It really isn't. That's that's perfectly understandable. Yeah, well, my favorite, uh, uh, one of my favorite characters was definitely Ruth. I, I, <laughs> I can identify with her. Uh, but I, I really think that Louise Penny had too much going on and uh, was totally confused, or confused herself, in uh, forgetting all about... Um, Constance's uh, killer and not bringing him to justice uh, so I I thought well here's one mystery where one guy gets away with two murders and uh, that's cool did it strike any of the rest of you how much time she spent telling us what they were eating and what they were drinking I thought if those people ain't drink that much all the time, they all would have to be morbidly obese. Oh dear, that's funny. Um, I, you know, that didn't bother me at all. I mean, they, you know, they had all their meals in the right places, as far as I could tell. But, you know, I don't know, I didn't notice that. Um, other things I noticed, but not that. Yes, and I loved Ruth too. Uh, she's something else, you know. And I just love characters like that who just say what they think and attack with the rest of the world. And and you know, and her pet duck. I mean, you know, not a pet dog or a cat or you know anything, but a pet duck. I love it. Well, I, I didn't think there was an, uh, the descriptions of food were were overdone, but but then I'm from down south, and I'm always talking about food and asking people what they had for this meal and that meal and stuff, so m maybe that's the reason, but uh, I always like hearing a good description of, of something tasty, so uh, uh, that, that, that didn't bother me, but uh, uh, yeah, I thought the duck was, was kind of good. I like that scene toward the end where she uh, 
she gave the duck to the the uh, uh, Jean Louis, whatever his name was, that uh, that was having the problems and stuff. I thought that was that was kind of good. That's right. The name is Jean Guy. Jean Guy. Okay. Thank you, Alan. I uh, my mind just got triggered. Thank you very much. Is Jean Guy. Well, you, you shouldn't be thanking me for saying it wrong. But at least, at least I, I, I was close and 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 uh, uh, spurred your memory. So thank you. Okay. Any other comments on how the light gets in? Well, I thought it was kind of, uh, you know, I'm always, and I realize people don't uh, don't communicate like I do. I, I I've always been good about you know talking to people about stuff. I just thought it was kind of funny that Jean Guy was hanging outside uh the uh was her name Annie the the Gamasha's daughter that that he was still pining for he was hanging outside her house looking for her and she was hanging outside his house looking for him so you know I, you know I, I i thought that was uh I, I don't know why people torture themselves like that it seemed like that would be easily addressed but uh, hey I tend to oversimplify, yes. But I'll bet if we read the whole series, that would be abundantly clear. That's why I think, you know, that she's a perfect example. I mean, I've read other mystery books and felt I really didn't need to read the series in order, but I think she's, you really do need to read her in order. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I, I got a charge out of that, too. <laughs> I said, you know, I remember saying to myself as I was reading, why the heck is she doing this? This is dumb. I mean, here he is pining outside her apartment, and she's pining outside of his apartment, and, you know, what the heck is this going on? You know, so you know, I, I, it just got me to laughing. I, I'm sorry, but I, I don't suppose it was supposed to be funny, but I thought it was. I just thought it was, you know, Sort of like, you know, those cartoon characters that try and try to do the right thing and they just can't get it right. Okay, any other comments? <clears throat> Questions? Anything? All right, here's the $40 million question. What are we reading next month? Good heavens, no suggestions, no nothing. Well, I've been reading a bunch of mysteries recently. And... I have just discovered, excuse me, um, William Kent Kruger, who writes about the upper part of Minnesota and the Lake District. And uh, excuse me, it's not you guys. It really isn't. I'm am just enjoying my vacation. Anyway, um, so. I've been reading that, and I am currently reading. Bard has the first three books of the Kruger series um, in an omnibus, and I'm reading this omnibus book. It's very, very long, but um, it's you know, it's it's might be worth just. Uh, you know, reading the first out of the omnibus for next month because it is the first in the series, so you get everything that happens. 
Um, I, let's see, what have I also read? Um, no, I've, I've downloaded another one of the Bill Kreider books, um, which I thought were very good. And, um, well, I read Blue Labyrinth, um, which is the last in the, the uh, Preston and Child series or the latest, and um, I don't know. What would you guys like to do? Well, um, I just finished reading Hope to Die, which is the James Patterson sequel to Cross My Heart. Um, if you like James Patterson, you like suspense, um, Cross My Heart was very, very good. So is Hope to Die. Uh, Hope to Die is not available on Bard yet, um, but Cross My Heart is. And um, I would recommend that because I don't know if we ever read a Patterson. Or if we did, it was a while ago. Well, of course, now we get into the problem of the series because Hope to Die is the latest in the series. And actually, I think it is on BART. I think it came up in the last couple of days. Because um, I, I think I remember seeing it and downloading it. I could be wrong, um, which is sometimes the case. But um, So, I found one that sounded really interesting. I don't remember... Um, you know, it, it it takes place in Europe and having to do with a murder in Denmark or something. And um, called something like Dancing on Snowflakes or something like that. It sounded kind of interesting. Um, I don't know anything about it. I haven't read it. I, I can't either recommend or not recommend it. Um, and I I did download it for you know because it looked interesting. So um, those are about all the things I I've been reading lately um, that I could uh, suggest right now. Um, anybody else got any suggestions? And I think that Cross My Heart and Hope to Die might just be too. Um, two books in the series. I don't know if it's going to continue. Um, but, I mean, you should read Cross My Heart first if you're going to read them. Uh, but they're good. They're very, very good. Could you tell us a little bit more about the Minnesota books, Anne? Yeah, I can. Um, William Kent Kruger writes about a character called... Um, Oh, heavens, I've just been reading it. Um, Cork. Um, Cork. Um, Corcoran um, is his name. And he is mostly Irish and about a fourth um, 
Ojibwe Indian and the the stories take place in this little town of course you know you have to have a little town when you have a regional and they take place in this little town and when the series begins he is no longer the sheriff uh, he is had he has been voted out because he shot a man um, at a demonstration um, it's it's a long and about story but um, having to do with Indian rights and and so forth um, and uh, the first book is about you know the the life in the little town and also the murder of a judge and the murder of uh, another person and I don't know if there's anybody else going to be murdered but there's a there's a uh, a strong um, Indian flavor to this um, to this series. And there's an old medicine man, kind of reminds you of of um, uh, the the what's that guy's name? Oh, good grief! Um, the guy that writes about the Matisse Indians in uh, Montana. Oh, anyway, I'll think of it. But anyway, um, it's very good. I'm enjoying it. Um, and as I say, it is an omnibus, so you can download it and get the first three novels in the series. Um, and we could read just the first one and then leave you guys to read the next two. Um, but it is something like 13 hours long or whatever the heck. So it's up to you. Um but that's that's about the book I'm I'm reading currently. I've got one that I've had on my wish list for a while, and I can't remember where I came across it. I think I may have either somebody commented on it on DB Review or I read about it somewhere else. It's called Tell No Lies, uh, categorized as suspense fiction, uh, written by somebody named Greg Andrew Hurwitz. Uh, it's a commercial audio book. It's at Bard. It's 12 hours, 42 minutes long. It's narrated by Scott Brick, who I really like. Uh, it's a uh, this guy counsels uh, paroled violent offenders, and a note's placed in his uh, inbox or his mailbox by mistake, and uh, it turns out the person that uh, that it was addressed to gets. Uh, brutally murdered and then these other notes start coming in too so uh yeah like i said it's suspense fiction so that sounded good i i, I read something that, that that gave it a thumbs up i don't remember what it was but uh that's something to maybe think about along the way because i figured it would fit it would fit uh this uh this group i've read that too alan and i was a moderate thumbs up on that it's um a little bit too suspensey for me but i do like i did like it and um, liked it well enough that I think I'll probably find another book by that guy. Uh, we've read a couple of, I know I read a couple of Greg Hurwitz, and I, that title sounds familiar. I don't know if I may have downloaded it or not, but uh, I would definitely vote for the Hurwitz. I would too. I don't know if I ever read it either or downloaded it, but 
because it sounds familiar to me, but I, I'd vote for it anyway. Uh, because I probably have not read it, and I probably would like it. It sounds good. Well, I probably would rather read the Kruger because I haven't read any of those, and it sounds interesting, but I'll be okay with talking about this one, too. I feel the same way about the Krugers. I haven't read it either, and uh, that the regionals always appeal to me. I think I'd go for the Cougar books, too. Well, I'd vote for for the uh, uh, the Hurwitz book, so we're kind of like split down the middle, it sounds like. So, and, I guess, and you just have to make a decision, I guess. Well, I know what I'd do, uh, if you guys will agree. How about if we read the Kruger book for um, for uh, January, and then we can read the Hurwitz book for February. Does that sound reasonable? That sounds like a super way to solve this problem. Well, the uh, uh, the Hurwitz book is seven seven three three six is the DB number. I, I didn't get the uh, the title or the uh, book number for the the Kruger book, so maybe you can tell us that again. And how long is the total omnibus of the three books? Was the 13 hours just for the first book, Anne? Yes. Um, it's 13 hours for the first book. So the whole, the whole three books are 40 hours. Now, what I was planning on doing with this one is I was planning on going to the end of the first book and then going and reading other things and then coming back. You know, because it's just like having three books. Um, but you could read them all at one time if you wanted to. Um, that's totally up to you. But, um, all right. Uh, the title, um, I guess I have to look it up. Um, but the author, if you, if you look it up in Bard, is Kruger German spelling. So it's K R U. E G E R, uh, which I guess if you were German would be pronounced Krager, but I don't know. Um, I'm poor about German pronunciation anyway. But the um, the narrator says Kruger, and I think he probably says Kruger as well. Um, so uh, it's K R U E G E R and. Uh, the book title is the all three book names, and one of them is Iron Lake. And um, I don't remember the rest of the title. So if that helps you, can you uh, can you look on Bard quick, uh, Alan, and see if you find it? Checking, checking. What's the name of the other book? Uh... Tell No Lies is the one that by, by Hurwitz that I was saying. Uh, all right, this Iron Lake... Boundary Waters and Purgatory Ridge, DB 78912, and it's written by William Kruger, William Kent Kruger, which you probably said that, and I had missed it. Okay, and it's read by Andy Powell. I guess he's Gomer's cousin, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't sound like Omer Pyle. So um, that, that, at least I can assure you, he does not sound like Omer Pyle. So they must have two separate families, one living um, in sort of middle America and the other one living down south. So uh, 
<laughs> if they're cousins at all. Okay, so we have iron-like um, whatever and purgatory ridge, which is the omnibus for January 11th, 18th, 25th. I believe that's... Uh, no. That would be... Yeah, the 25th, I think. Hold on, let me check. Right, it is the 25th. Because um, February 1st is a Sunday. Um, so, alright, so we've got that for the 25th of January, and then we have Tell No Lies by Hurwitz. Uh, is that H-E-R-W-I-T-Z? Um, or is it spelled different? I think it's H-U-R. Checking. Are you sure it's not the 26th? And I'm looking at my cam my calendar, and I thought Sunday would be the right time. H-U-R-W-I-T-Z. Tell No Lies by Greg. It's G-R-E-G-G, -G, Andrew, 77336. Yeah, it is Sunday, the... 25th of January 2015. So, um, yes. That is correct. Yeah. January 25th is uh, the fourth Sunday in January. February 22nd is the fourth Sunday in February. If I may ask an entirely different question, anyone on this list know what the novel Ideas is reading for January? I don't know the name of the book, but I think they're having an author, aren't they? I'm not quite sure, but um, that's what I sort of remember. No, the, the, the novel idea is the one that meets on the third Friday of the month. I think I've got that right. That's uh, The Shoemaker's Wife for January. We skipped December, and uh, that's what we're doing for January. Thank you. That's what I wondered, because I didn't know you'd skip, but I know that I tried to go in and nobody was there, so I knew something, you know, that I hadn't got some message. I'm sorry I got that mixed up with uh, fiction old and new. Not a problem. Um, and just to, uh, to plug the fantasy group, we are reading... Um, oh, God. Help me. Um... <laughs> Uh, Marshall, what are we reading? We're reading the same old book we 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 tried to meet in in uh, December and nobody came except me and Marshall. Um, so what is what is it we're reading again? Shattered. That's right, Shattered by Kevin Hearn, which is a very good book. It's the latest in a series, but uh, anyway. So if anybody's interested in fantasy, please come along. Um. Julia runs a good group, and um, you may find me in the, the facilitator's chair because she, that is Julia, uh, is prone to go off to Portland to see her father, I guess it is. Um, you know, she has a split family, and she goes every four weeks or five weeks, whatever, over to Portland to see her relatives over there, and uh, she leaves me to do the book club. So, eh. anyway, 
Um, and oh, and we are changing our date of meeting. We are not meeting on the third Sunday of the month. We are meeting on the third Tuesday of the month at 9 p.m. So if anybody's interested, that's what's happening with the fantasy group. All right, so we have our books for January and February. In January, we are reading Iron Lake, etc. Uh, by William Kent Kruger, German spelling. And in February, we are reading Tell No Lies by Greg, with two Gs, Hurwitz, H-U-R-W-I-T-Z. Um, and our next meeting is going to be on January 25th, 2015. Happy New Year, everybody. And um, is that the fourth book in the Hearn uh, books? It's more like the sixth book, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's the sixth, because there was the fourth book, and then the, the, the uh, four and a half, which was the, the novelette, and then there was the fifth book. And the sixth book is Shattered, I think. I think that's how it goes. Um, yeah. It's about the sixth book in the series. Very good. Very well written. Very interesting. Thanks for everybody's comments. Uh, everybody have a happy new year. And uh, go Packers. Bye.